Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, welcome back. You have once again reached the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson. We're going to spend the next 20 minutes, half hour or so, going over four games, chatting a little bit with you, including last night's game. Um, some good good and bad out of that one, obviously. Let's just start there. You make it a little easier. That's when it's fresh on my noodle. Um, how do you not talk about Wentz? I mean, this guy. I mean, I know he's going to be the talk of the town. He's the next John Elway. Dan Marino rolled into one. But, boy, he is very impressive. And what I like most about him, he's big, he's strong, he can run, he can throw. But what I like most about him and what Gruden was raving about him is all the checks and calls at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. You know, no huddle right off the bat, and he's moving everyone around like he's Peyton Manning and audible and out of calls. And, man, I mean... This is highly, highly impressive. I mean, just to, I forget, what did Gruden say? Just to get yourself out of bad plays. If you can have a quarterback that comes to the line, recognizes a bad play and can get you out of it, how valuable that is. And this guy's already doing it, you know, getting getting the guys in the right plays. Plus, he throws the ball well. And, you know, there's super, super duper impressive. Um he has a major flaw, though, a major flaw, and, and Gruden wrote about this actually before the game, too, and it's something I've noticed, but, I mean, it was glaring last night, and it's gone back to the college level. He takes way too much punishment, unnecessary punishment. It's different if you're Andrew Luck and you're getting beat up by Vaughn Miller. Um, this guy, I mean, he could, he could step out of bounds, and instead he takes a big hit from a linebacker or a safety or, you know, slide once in a while. I mean, protect yourself. I mean, he's been... He was injured in the preseason. He was injured in college. He's going to get injured again if he keeps it up. So he's a big target. Everyone's going to be gunning for him. He has to, you know, he has to protect himself better. I mean, everyone gets it. Yeah, you're smart or you're, you're tough. Okay, you know that's great. Um, but man, we need you to be on the field. You know, that's it's a potentially fatal flaw. Going into this game, I you know I tweeted that I'm excited because it looks like two. Phase two of a rebuild programs that aren't going to be contenders. Sorry, Eagles fans. I know you're 2-0, but you're not a Super Bowl contender. That are going in the right direction. And I very much think that's true for the Eagles. I mean, I really like their front seven. Their weapons aren't ideal, but they're okay. You know, Zach Ertz didn't play in this game, too. That's noteworthy. And obviously, 95% of the Wentz news is highly, highly positive, And that's, you know, the key here. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are very much going in the right direction. I still think the Bears are, but, man. <laughs> I mean, the thing I like most about them is their front seven. And they had several guys get hurt out of their front seven. Cutler, I know everybody wants to bash Cutler, but he like basically breaks his thumb, sticks in the game for a while, and doesn't throw the ball very well afterwards. And all of a sudden, you know, he's a jackass. He, what's he doing? 
uh, he doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves for being a, a, a good NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's great, but now he's out. You know, Hoyer, best of luck. They, they got away from Alshon Jeffrey a lot in this game. I, I don't understand that. He's your best player. The secondary's already in shambles, and they took some hits injury-wise. You're going to find out in my power ranks tomorrow that these guys are going to be down at the bottom. I mean, in terms of what, what kind of team they are right now, I, I think they're going to end up with a top-five pick. And yesterday, a lot of bad things happened to them to you know, push them even more in that direction. Uh, let's look over some of these notes here, though. Um, again, I like both front sevens a lot in terms of the big picture. Um, I didn't talk enough about the Eagles, but they have a lot invested in theirs. You know, guys like Cox, obviously, and Graham, and Curry, and some young linebackers that can really run. So they showed up well, and they got the better, clearly, of the Bears' offensive line all night against the run and the pass. Um, you know, asking, you know, I was excited about the Josh Sitton signing, but it doesn't look like Long is healthy. You know, Whitehair's just thrown in at center. Their tackles are just okay. Um, you know, again, they, they've got a lot of work to do here for the Bears to, to get back, to get this roster where it needs to be. Um, there's a couple things early. This is, oh, here's a, here's a note. This is Cutler's sixth offensive coordinator in eight years. You know, and you can take two sides of the fence on this argument. Is, is he a coach killer? Is he getting people fired? You know, or people not wanting to work with him? Are they just, you know, they jumping ship every chance they get? Or in the case of a guy like Adam Gase, they just get, you know, promoted. I mean, I mean blame Gase for taking the, the head job. But that's awful tough to be a, a quarterback. And, you know, this goes back to Bradford, too, who we talked about. I mean, you're in six different coordinators in eight years. And still to be highly successful or, you know, pretty successful. Again, I think that's a feather in Cutler's cap. Doesn't look like we're going to see Cutler in a while, though. He made... Um, you know, and we're talking back to Jeffrey. He he smoked Mills on that stutter, you know, stutter go. Could have been a touchdown. Cutler was under pressure and couldn't get enough on it to get him into the end zone. But still, it was good work by Cutler to get it out deep. And then, you know, Jeffrey draws a, a, a pass interference in the end zone right after that. Um, Fangio was coming after Wentz quite a bit. And, you know, he, he stood strong in the pocket. Again, I mean, no one's questioning Wentz's toughness. Again, he just takes too much too, too much punishment. Matthews had a Matthews dropped a touchdown late in the first half, and boy, I mean, back to Wentz, their receivers didn't do him any favors. I mean, way too many drops, and this is a bit of a trend with this team. Um, Aguilar to me is just a guy. I mean, he's not a starting caliber receiver. Uh, he's not. He either needs to be bigger and stronger, or he needs to be quicker. You know what I mean? He's he's kind of not. He needs to be a notch better in some area, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, Eagles had 18, over 18 minutes of time possession in the first half, but really neither team ran the ball well at all until late. You know, Matthews, Matthews is a really good player, too. It's another guy like Cutler that people bash all the time, usually because they had him on their fantasy team and he got hurt, so therefore he, he sucks. He's a really good running back, and he's been out there and he looked good, very good in this game late. Um, what are some other notes here? I mean, no, I'm not saying Cutler didn't play great. I mean, played well. He he didn't. He was highly erratic in this game. Didn't play well. And then after he hurt his hand, clearly was you know a mess. Now we got Hoyer. Yikes. Um, and, and back to that Bears offensive line too. I mean, 
very little continuity too. I mean, as the other piece of, you know, there's a lot of movable parts there, and and that's never a good thing with the line. And you know, again, there's a lot of problems here in Chicago right now. Um, let's give the Eagles. You know, everyone wants to kill the Browns, but let's give the Eagles some some kudos too. I mean, they went up and got Wentz. I mean, they saw how much they loved this guy in the draft process, made a lot of things happen, and went and got him. You know, let's give the front office kudos big time for that. And the Eagles, you know, they're 2-0. Again, I don't think they're a contender. I'm sorry. I also don't think the Ravens are a contender. They're 2-0, and Ravens fans were killing me on Twitter last night. Um, but zero turnovers in the first two weeks for the Eagles. They have not turned the ball over this year. It's pretty good work. All right, let's talk Ravens-Browns while I mentioned the Ravens. And everyone's going to say, Williamson, you're a homer. You hate the Ravens. They beat it. When my power ranks come out tomorrow, the Bills and the Browns are both going to be very, very low. And the Ravens beat both, and yes, they're 2-0, and but they didn't handle both. I mean, they easily could have lost either game, especially this one. The Browns were winning 20 to nothing in this game until the starting quarterback got hurt. I mean, Josh McCown, and I kind of like McCown, was abusing the Ravens. So, I I looked at this game and said, I'm not sure this is a positive in the Ravens' front. You know, I trust them as an organization. I think they're really strong from owner all the way down to quarterback, head coach, GM in between there. Um, but their play on the field through two games, despite being 2-0, and leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, McCown played really well in this game. You know, and he played through a shoulder injury that, and, you know, it probably shouldn't have been out there. And it sounds like he's going to be out for a while. Uh, they're really going to have a hard time winning games. And, you know, man, I, I mean, Coleman, the, the first-round pick, was really, really good. I mean, I think that's something to get very excited about if you're the Browns fan. He looks like he belongs. He's explosive. He's ads advertised. First wide receiver drafted. He They have a foundation piece there. Um, Joe Hayden was somebody I was really worried about as bigger name than production warrants. And... You know, he had an interception this game, and he played really, really well. So, uh, maybe he just is coming off a down year or so. Um, so, I'm open to the fact that Joe Hayden is back, and he certainly looked like it in this game. Flacco started this game pretty poorly, and but he rerounded well. And I think the better team won. It just took some time. Um, Wallace and Pitta are two guys really to talk about in this offense, too. Um, the Pitta story is great. You know, I mean, I thought his career was over. I mean, you know, hip issues, and and he's kind of Flacco's always had two guys. And I think we talked about this. He's always had his Whoopi. That's Derek Mason. That's Anquan Bolden. That might be Dennis Pitta. You know, and, and it was Aiken last year, but it could be Pitta. I mean, it certainly could be Todd Heaps, that type of guy. Uh, and he's always had the bomb threat. He's always had the the burner. And certainly Wallace looks like he's fitting in in that regard really, really well. Um, I thought the Ravens' offensive line controlled this game. I don't think the, the Browns' front is very good at all. Um, and eventually it came, you know, they started to spring things because of the line. Um, Stanley looks like he's been playing for 100 years. I mean, he just looks like, you know, this is okay, I'm a left tackle. I mean, just step right in. And so that looks like a very, very strong pick for them, a foundation player as well. Um, what else do we see? You know, from again, the Browns, you know, had a lot of Hugh Jackson shifts and movement and unorthodox formations, and that may have, you know, caught the Ravens a little off guard. 
you know, Crowell with an 85-yard touchdown run. Crowell's a better player than people realize, too. I mean, there's a lot of talent there, and I think Hugh Jackson can get a lot out of it. Um, they were coming after Flacco with a lot of blitzing, man coverage early on. Flacco didn't handle that particularly well. But again, they, they adjusted, and at halftime on, they controlled this game. Obviously, the McCown injury had something to do with that. Um, and two other guys that they need to be high-end players on defense that did play really well are Mosley and Weddle. So, again, promising. Mosley's coming off a somewhat down year. I haven't had much worry about him. I think he's going to be – I think he is a fine leader, second-level linebacker, every-down player. Weddle's the new guy, and he's fitting in quite well. That is promising, of course. So, I need a favor. I need you to go online, type my bookie in your browser, and sign up today. Use my promo code, and that's NFL, to be entered in their million dollar prize pool. But it's a really good site. You know, it features real Vegas odds and incredible player props on every football game. The game's already kicked off, and this is one of the things I always bring up is, you know, like you're out mowing the lawn or you're running your kids somewhere, and oh man, the game already kicked off. You can, you know, you can get right back in it as it's going on. I mean, it's never too late to make a play. So they have live games with odds updated in real time. So if you're the team you're betting on scores a touchdown, well, the odds change. You know, I mean, everything changes over and over. And you actually don't have to run inside and watch a game or be on your laptop or whatever because it's optimized for smartphone users for nonstop action on the go. So that's a really a nice benefit here too. So. Go online, type my bookie in your browser, sign up today, use the promo code NFL, uh, or call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing, only at the biggest, only the best, only at my bookie. Sign up today. It's a really, really good site. I certainly adv advise all of you to do so. And, you know, along the lines of my bookie, you know, we are, I'm going to be picking games every Thursday on Thursday game, Friday for the Friday game. And some have asked if you, some have said, hey, why don't you include the lines in those games? You know, and I was picking not against the spread, which you go to my bookie and check that out too, you know, and, you know, don't come, don't come knocking on my door if I lose one for you, but um, I can certainly give you some advice with or without the spread. And so maybe this week I'll at least mention the spread or pick both, you know, pick who I think is going to win and then throw the spread in there. So I'm open to that idea. Again, go to my bookie though and get that all set up and maybe we can tag team this together and clean up. Two more games I want to talk about today. First is the Patriots sneaking one out over Miami and sneak one out. But it became a lot closer than it looked. I mean, I haven't been a big Garoppolo fan, but he was awesome in this game. I mean, super impressive. Beating the blitz. His protection wasn't great. Miami's D-line as expected, is very good, led by Namakong Su, and, you know, Garoppolo just abused these guys. I mean, he was super impressive. Obviously, the turning point of the game, and the Patriots were able to hold on, was when Garoppolo went down, and it doesn't sound like he'll be back in his next couple games, and we talked about how they have to get Jacoby Brissett ready for, what, two nights from now. They're, you know, they, they host the Texans in a fierce defense, uh, they went ultra conservative when Brissett came in the game. Obviously, that makes sense, you know. And, and of course, he's a rookie, but this team, more than any, 
you know, they had to get Brady ready and they had to get Jimmy G ready in the preseason. So my hunch is Brissett, as rookies go, as mid-round picks go, probably saw fewer reps than just about anyone. <laughs> I mean, you got yeah, we got things to do in week one. We got to get Jimmy ready and we're not just going to have Tom sit around doing nothing. So that doesn't leave much for the rook. But Miami came back huge once Brissett entered the game and the Pats went very, very conservative. That makes sense, obviously. You know, just don't lose a force. I think his average target depth on nine throws was one yard. He averaged throwing the ball downfield by one yard, which means several behind the line of scrimmage, one or two or four or five yards. I mean, he completed some, but, I mean, you and I would probably complete a couple of those. Um, but I like him as a prospect. Uh, again, we haven't seen much of him at all at this level in a Patriots uniform. It'll be interesting to see what happens Thursday. Um, but one thing, you know, two guys that really carried this team, and again, the offensive line wasn't great. Well, Garrett Blunt looks better than ever. You know, I mean, the highlight, he's always had the highlight reel plays of hurdling people and scores a touchdown basically every game of his life. Um, but he's can be elusive, and he looks better than ever right now. And, and he's a hard guy to pin down because he can be off and on, and, you know, I, I'm sure he's not the easiest guy to deal with. But he's running probably the best of his career right now, and that has been huge for the Patriots up until this point. And Martellus Bennett looks like another great addition by them, and that's not surprising. I mean, I think we all saw that coming as, wow, that's a great move. you know. But with Gronk out, he has been a big piece of the passing game, a good blocker, matchup problems. So, you know, that, that's to be expected, I think, from a, a really nice signing and exactly as we thought he would fit in. Um, Tannehill. He didn't get hot until the second half, and that wasn't quite enough. And still didn't throw, hasn't been good with his deep ball. But he's very accurate, very crisp. Again, I think the him, the Tannehill-Gase relationship is going to be a very positive one, big picture. You know, he completed 14 passes in a row at one point. It's not easy to do. I mean, again, he's not driving the ball deep downfield. And they were in, you know, comeback mode, and the, and the Patriots had a big lead. But still, they almost pulled it off. And, you know, a big game by Parker, another big game, you know, Landry as well. Again, it was in comeback mode, and to me, that, that doesn't mean quite as much. It's a typical Jaguar stats, garbage times. But they almost pulled it off. Um, <laughs> kind of feel for the Dolphins. I mean, at, that, at one point where Garoppolo was just torturing them all over Twitter, Dolphins are the worst team in the league. These guys are horrible. They're going to pick first. Everything's doom and gloom. I've never really seen them that way. I mean, I think they might be the second best team in this division. I mean, they almost went to Seattle and won, and they nearly beat the Patriots. I mean, those two teams might meet in the play or in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're two of the outstanding franchises in the league. That's a brutal way to start. And I'm not saying the Dolphins are great, and you'll see tomorrow in the power ranks where I have them, but I think there's some optimism around this program, especially on offense, especially with Gase. Um, their defensive line, again, played really well. Almost got to Garoppolo many times. You know, I know almost doesn't count. Horseshoes and hand grenades. But many times. I mean, they were super close to getting there and didn't quite make it happen. Uh, another guy I wanted to mention, too, for the, the Patriots, a typical Belichick reclamation project, former first-round pick, former veteran that fell out of favor or got old or, you know, got expensive. Howie Long's kid. Chris Long, again, another nice game, second time in a row that he's shown up big as a pass rusher. 
Patriots are going to be fine. I mean, this Thursday game is going to be tough. There's no question. I thought they had no chance in week one without Gronk. So who knows? But, I mean, getting Brissett ready to play against a really good defense is going to be difficult. But Belichick will have something up his sleeve, and this defense is awfully good. Um, the last game I want to talk about is the Lions losing to the Titans. A lot of mistakes and penalties for the Lions. You know, I, I almost feel like they lost this game as much as Tennessee won it. Although, I'll give Tennessee credit. I mean, they, they played tough. They didn't back down. They kept, you know, with their strategy, pounding away. First half was really ugly for the Titans, Mariota included. I'm talking about their offense. And the second half, things started to open up, and the offensive line looked really well, looked really good. First-round pick, Jack Conklin, has been a very much a success through two games. And the line in general, it has been quite good. I think that's really, you know, newsworthy and something they tried to really went out of their way to, to fix. But you can't get away from a couple things here. I mean, the Lions hurt themselves a lot. Drop passes. You know, Tate had two bad drops that would have been big plays. 17 penalties. A lot of mistakes. Injuries. You know, Ansa. Ansa is a guy that they cannot afford to lose. They are going through linebackers left and right. All of a sudden, this defense looks like it could be one of the worst in the league, mostly due to injuries. Um, they're now very, very vulnerable in the middle middle of the field, and we saw that in this game too. Delaney Walker, um, who's a Mariota favorite, of course, he, he did some big things against them, and I think that's going to be a recurring theme. They, they just don't have the bodies right now to defend the middle of the field, and I wonder how that's going to affect the, the run game too, the run defense. Uh, probably not in a good way. Uh, but, you know, the Titans kept plugging here. Uh, I... Murray had one long run, but really didn't do much other than that. I've kind of said from, after watching Henry in the preseason, I think he's going to be the starter here by week six, seven, eight, something in that, that neighborhood. Not that he was dynamic either, but I just think that he's the, going to be the better player, and it's going to become more and more clear the more we watch these guys. Uh, I'm a big Andre Johnson fan. I always catch a lot of heat. When I say he should be a Hall of Famer on Twitter because he didn't catch enough touchdowns in this fantasy, you know, the, through the fantasy lens of, of the NFL nowadays, he only would catch eight, you know, six, seven, eight touchdowns. No, he didn't catch enough touchdowns to be in the NFL. He was one of the best, best receivers in the league for a long time, often on a bad team, often without a great quarterback. I thought he was done. I kind of scoffed him when they signed him, but he still has something left. I mean, that's basically all I'm getting at here is Andre Johnson is still a contributor Probably a positive influence on their young receivers as well. Um, Stafford, you know, he threw the bad interception late, and that sealed the deal for the for the Lions. I still have a lot of hope for him this year. I think he's going to have a highly successful year. His receivers didn't help him out enough, especially you know those those drops and you know, Tennessee hung around and won this game. Um, I'm not big on they're the more resilient team, but in this case they kind of were. You know, they 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 just kept doing what they were doing as the Lions kept shooting themselves in the foot and hurting themselves and people getting injured. Uh, one positive note again from the from the Lions. If you don't know who Darius Slay is, you absolutely should. I'm sure some of you do, um, but he is a total stud corner, and they just gave him big money, rightfully so. Um, he is a star already. He looks even better this year, and with the state of their linebackers and secondary, it might get to the point now where even if Slay's trailing your top guy, 
you don't even throw his direction because there's so many other favorable places to go with the football. Uh, Slay, to me, is an easy Pro Bowl-type player, maybe knocking on the door of, you know, being a top-five corner in this league. You know, he really has it all, and he's putting it all together um, to the point where now, you know, is it really even worth targeting him? Because, again, there's so many other options on this defense. So, both these teams... And we're, you know, we're, I don't know where really the Titans to me are a tough one when I was fiddling with the power ranks. I'm not done with them yet, but are they better? Yeah, they're probably better than last year. They have a plan. I mean, are they a contender? No. Are they a six-win team? Probably, maybe seven. And, and you know, with these lion injuries, I used to think that you know maybe they could sneak in the in the postseason. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer here in Stafford, and I like their weapons. You know, Abdullah got hurt in this game too. We talked about some of his running back injuries. Um, now it's like, man, I'm having a hard time trusting this defense. And unfortunately, it's one of my least favorite things about football, but it's a fact of life, is most things that happen are negative. You know, the things you get excited about or that you can count on, and then two people get injured, and the Lions don't have any linebackers, or the Saints don't have any corners, or <laughs> the Colts have no one left in their secondary. And, you know, it's a shame, but that is the war of attrition that is the NFL. Um, if you want to find out more, you know, go to any of the Locked On net, Locked On networks. You know, we have a Locked On Fantasy Football. We have a Locked On NFL Draft. I've been listening to that. I was listening to the cornerback one over the weekend. Very good stuff from those two. As well as Locked On, insert your favorite team. So check it out. Uh, we will talk again tomorrow. Take care.